Status Flow Podcast. I am your host, Chris M. King. Thanks for joining us. And I'm really excited because the podcast has been a little absent lately because we have completely retooled and revamped the entire podcast. We decided that instead of doing the podcast like we were with, you know, tools and stories and case studies or whatever, that we're going to start doing live coaching sessions. So that is what we have lined up for you right now today. Allison is our special guest. She has agreed to come on the podcast and work a process with me live right here, right now, and to share it with all of you. I will tell you that I have never met Allison before. Uh, She apparently saw me at a speaking engagement in Chicago a few weeks back and uh, downloaded the slide deck. And so we got the email address and the solicitation went out to uh, our database that said, look, if you want to work a live coaching process with Chris for free, we're going to do it. Uh, and we're going to do it on podcast. So if you're willing to share with the audience, then you can potentially have a transformative experience and change your life in one coaching session. Now, we can do this totally anonymously. We can use a fake name and we have the technology to completely do distortions on the voice so we can completely hide your identity if that is an issue and you want to have a process or if you're willing to share it as who you are, we can do it that way too. If you're interested, go to statusflow.net and apply to be on the podcast and do a live coaching session with me. Allison is ready. I have no knowledge of what the issues are, what the goals she wants to achieve are. Uh, This was all done through email and through Anna, who is one of the coaches that works for us here at Status Flow. She's the one that does all of the legwork on this. And so... um, Initially, I saw the email that came in that let me know that this might be a fit. I pushed it off to Anna. She did all of the screening to make sure that um, that, that this would work, potentially. <laughs> Anna says, this is a green light. I think you got the right one. I said, great. So here we are. I have no idea what's about to happen, but we are about to find out, and I'm really excited for this. So let's see what happens. Good morning. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited for our conversation. Me too. You are uh, you are the first one, so I'm really excited about this. So awesome! Congratulations. Well done to you for the quick response to the email. I sincerely did not think anybody was actually going to read it, so I was like, "Screw it! I'm just going to be really honest, and uh, this will go out into the abyss, and that's it." So I'm glad somebody actually read it. Yeah, you know, and and that is the whole thing. It's it, it it isn't just about getting anybody in here. It's about getting somebody who's of the right mindset, who has the right frequency that that really is looking to make a powerful shift and is potentially willing to share. We don't have to. I mean, we can do we have all kinds of technology to disguise you, make you sound like Darth Vader or a six year old girl or whatever you want to be. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm an open book, Chris. I'm ready for it. Well, I appreciate your vulnerability. What questions do you have before we get started? Are we going to be speaking for about an hour? I like to book the hour so that we have the time if we need it. You know, I don't want it to feel compressed or that you have to hurry. And it's important that we kind of dig in because you're new to me. We haven't met before. I need a little bit of time to sort of calibrate my compass to your magnetic north so I can kind of tune into you a little bit. So uh, if we can get it done in 30 minutes, great. We've had clients that in, you know, 12 minutes, they have life-changing epiphanies and other times it takes a little while. So understand that this is a truly safe container. I have no judgment. I have no, how could you think that? Or any, like none of that exists. Okay. Uh, What else? 
That's it. I'm ready to roll. Let me turn my phone right. off and I'm good. So um, now I, I actually have no memory of your email because I, I sort of like the authenticity of the, the, like I read it and was like, okay, good. This is a fit, mm-hmm. you know, sent it to Anna said yes. And so I don't actually know what's happening. So give me a little bit of what is it that will make this opportunity of the most value to you? Yeah. Um, so I think it's just the timing, honestly, because I am in a season of my life that has been filled with many huge changes, um, some positive, some less positive or more challenging. Um, and what has become really clear to me, and it really resonated with me when I heard you speak at the at Properties Expo, is um, I have finally accepted at 41 years old that the only way I'm going to make positive, lasting change is to completely deconstruct the old way that I've been moving through life professionally, personally. I wouldn't say that I'm at any kind of like rock bottom, but I would say that I've been in a state of spinning my wheels and feeling dissatisfied, feeling like I'm not living up to my potential for a very long time. And I recognize that I've been telling myself a lot of stories to give myself permission to not just, you know, shed all the old BS and deconstruct so that I can reconstruct and finally get on the path to the life that I want to live because uh, the clock is ticking and I'm not getting any younger and I don't think I'm going to have many more do-overs left. So I really have to make this count. So that's why this opportunity to have the conversation with you was so important and felt so timely and, you know, almost kind of faded or predestined because I'm, I'm really ready to like shake the tree. Love that. So clearly you've done some work on yourself. I can tell by your language. I can tell by your mental framework. I already know you've done a lot of personal development work. Um, I'm a little curious as, because it sounds like you have a pretty high level of self-awareness. I haven't dug into it yet. But what do you need me for here? Because you know where you're out of alignment. You know what's out of alignment. You, mm-hmm. you know you're on a timeline and you kind of have that, okay, enough already, let's go. What do you need me for here? Where, where are you jammed up? I think I'm jammed up in this, I'm trapped in this mindset of still looking for external validation. Mm. Even though intellectually, I recognize that I probably shouldn't care so much about that and that I am competent, I'm capable, um, I have accomplishments that I can lean on and should be proud of. But like the film reel that plays in my mind on a loop Mm -hmm. is just, it's like a highlight reel of failures. I can never seem to embrace any successes. I like... Mm -hmm. I've just been this way my whole life where I kind of catastrophize every situation and always anticipate the worst. And that old, I don't know how old it is actually, but the, the quote that's like, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Mm -hmm. And so I know that I say all the right things, but I need help putting that into practice. I really Mm -hmm. need to start thinking more along the lines of why not me? 
why, why wouldn't I deserve this? Why shouldn't I have this? You know, I'm, I'm in the complete opposite mindset of where I want to be and the people I want to emulate. And I just don't know how to tell this negative voice inside my head, this doomsday voice that they need to go away, (laughs) standing in my way. So why can't it be that simple? Like just tell them, no, not today. I guess it's not that simple for me because um, like I said, intellectually, I get Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. but maybe I'm not giving enough credence to, or paying enough attention to the emotional side of it. You know, why am I so hung up on past failures? I'm coming from an industry. um, My whole career prior to real estate was in sales and a very Mm -hmm. cutthroat type of sales. Um, I was for, for many years in the beginning, I was always the youngest. I was only always the only female on these small teams. And so I think I've been really conditioned to only demonstrate toughness um, and grit and you got to let everything roll off your back. And I kind of took that to the extreme and then was never really acknowledging some of the emotional highs and lows that mm-hmm. come along with all of that. And, and now it's like this big boogeyman shadow that follows me around this, mm-hmm. like I mentioned the voice in my head, that's always kind of telling me to expect the worst. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an emotional, I don't know, it's an emotional need that I'm not addressing or an emotional problem that I'm not solving that's not letting me truly move past my previous failures and understand that like that doesn't define me. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm not just that, I'm not in this box. I can do more, I can be more, I can be better. Um, so like I said, I know I can say all the right things, but like emotionally, it's not connecting, I guess. Okay. Um, I'm going to see how fast I can do this here. Um, just because I like speed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So hang on every now and then I need to space out for a second. And just, so it's part of the process. Um, just seconds, what I call buffering, hang on. Okay. So here's what I'm asking you to do is I'm, I'm, for the next until further notice, um, I'm going to ask you to listen for the answers as I ask questions. Okay. As opposed mm-hmm. to think about it or remember it or whatever. I want you to listen. It you may hear something that doesn't quite make sense. Don't worry about that. Okay. okay. Your mind is actually in our way. We got to get you out of your head a little bit. Um, so um hang on. Yeah, I gotta slow down. Okay. Um Okay, so do a, do a quick body scan for me. I mean, maybe close your eyes if you need to, but just check in, check in with your physiology. Let's get you into your body a little bit. And what are you noticing? Scan from the, from the feet up and what do you notice? First word that comes to mind is tightness, constricted, mm-hmm. pretty much from toes to top. <laughs> Um, yeah, tightness. Okay. So let's get a little woo woo here for a second. Start with your toes and Mm -hmm. start relaxing, right? Like notice that tension. You can talk to it if you need to, as if it's thing, like it's okay. You can let go or whatever you need to say. Like if that helps, sometimes that can be helpful. (laughs) 
come up to your ankles. Like, I don't want to guide your pace on this. So you take your time. You understand what I'm saying, but go inch by inch up, up your legs, your knees, up the whole way, settle into your chair, get soft here. It's good. Just take your time. We're in no hurry. If you need to move a little, if you need to shift, roll, whatever. Good. Stretching. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So now again, this is going to be one of those questions that listen for the answer, right? When did you abandon your feminine? Yeah, there it is. Gotcha. There it is. Bingo. Like I said, I like to do this fast if I can. Yeah. When, when did that happen? Immediately upon entering, uh, graduating from college, mm-hmm. going from college to professional world. Mm-hmm. What do you notice about the shift? What do you remember about the shift? Now, and remember, stay in that feeling state. What was the feeling of the shift from when you were in college, you were still in your feminine to when you got into the masculine business world? Tell me about the difference in the feeling state. Initially pride. Okay. Initially a feeling of invincibility. Okay. When you were in college? Uh, No, in college. Just bumbling along. Okay. Happy, happy though, but bumbling. Not really, not super focused. Not okay. Not- there it is. See, that's that's where it is. You lost it in college. It wasn't when you got into business. You lost it in college. Somewhere in college. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be a little woo-woo here. Um mm-hmm. somewhere in college, and maybe in high school, I'm not sure, but it became very, very strategic, very goal oriented, very outcomes focused. And the feminine is not like that. That's all masculine. Okay. The feminine is random and chaotic and wants to be floaty. What you call bumbling, you're judging your feminine as maybe irresponsible or whatever. Am I, have I got you here? Yeah. A million percent, Chris, a million percent. Okay. So somewhere in there, you abandon her because judging it as wrong or bad or not practical or whatever the script was, mm-hmm. you embraced the masculine, the strategy, the focus, the structure, the, all this kind of stuff, because ultimately you didn't trust the feminine, the way the energies of the universe work. Like I said, I'm going to be a little woo here. Mm-hmm. Um, the masculine needs to be in service to the feminine. Now, if we get our feminine trying to serve the masculine, the wheels come off. You actually didn't even do that. You completely abandoned the feminine altogether. That's what I'm hearing. That doesn't make me right, by the way. I say these things as fact, but tell me like, yeah, this yeah. okay. No, you're so right. And I, I've been told before that that's kind of my energy that I give off. Okay. So the problem that you're having now, how this is showing up in your world is all that masculine voice strategy, you know, stuff is coming apart. It's not working for you anymore. Mm -hmm. And you have not embraced your feminine to sort of pick up 
what you're trying to leave behind. You're trying to hang on to the masculine, like, but I don't have anything else to grab onto. Yes, you do. You just need to reclaim it. Um, That's what I'm hearing. And so when we talk now, I'll put my masculine in charge here in terms of strategies and things. It really is going to be a practice of surrender and receiving a lot of trust, a lot of vulnerability um, in what I'll just say her right in, in the feminine, in your feminine and allowing her to come out, to be expressed, to have the voice that you have been judging and or not allowing for a very long time for whatever, not practical, not whatever, it's not going to get me somewhere, but your lack of trust in your feminine, this is the core of the issue as I perceive it. And if you're feeling that, which I can see in your body, you are, it is landing my (laughs) like an anvil bullseye 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 I just had a a memory as you were saying that of being about probably seven or eight years old and I had won an art contest in my school for drawing some poster for some cause I don't really remember what it was and I told my grandma that I wanted to be an artist when I grew up because I was enjoying like wow I I drew this picture and everybody loved it and I want to be an artist and the first words out of her mouth God love her. She said, artists suffer. There you go. So immediately like impractical. Don't think along those lines. That's not the path for you. When was this? I was probably seven or eight. Yeah. See that that's where the break really happened Mm -hmm. long before college. Totally. That's where the, the door was open for the rest of this stuff something that was so true for you. Yeah, I see that. There it is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of disappointing, but you're you're right on. I just never really made that connection about how early in life I was sort of being programmed that way. Yeah, the overwhelming majority of the time I can track this back to somewhere between 6 and 8 years old. Mm-hmm. That's generally when I find like what I'll just call the golden nugget. Um, so you have a huge opportunity here. Um, the, your masculine is going to want to still do things like you're, there's probably going to be a tendency to want to like do things quickly and fix and go and execute. And, and that's all masculine energy kind of thing. So this is one of those slow is smooth, smooth is fast kinds of things. Um, Are you married? No, I have a partner, but we're not married. Okay. Uh, How long have you been together? About seven and a half years. Okay, great. Um, And on a scale of one to five, five, you just two star-crossed virgins running across a field of poppies and one being like, I can't believe I'm still with this person. Where do we land? I would say four. Okay, good. Um, Good. That gives me an idea. Okay, so... um, The idea here is to, the reason I ask is he might be sort of a good, um, might be, you'll have to check, right? He might be sort of a good um, role model in the way he shows up for you as his partner, as his feminine partner. Mm -hmm. He might have some nuggets that you can go, ooh, 
that's how I can show up for me and my feminine. That's here's a good way. Like, so, because you might not know, right. Just how does my, how do I get my masculine to serve my feminine? How does that work? Right. Um, and so you can find the small ways within yourself to start doing this, Mm -hmm. but this is the core of the deep work, right? I can give you strategies all day long. Say I can give you like affirmations. I mean, I don't know if you're an affirmation person, I'm not an affirmation person. They don't really work for me. If it works for you, I tell people, great. If that works for you, use them. For me, it just sets off my internal bullshit detector. I know I'm lying to myself, so it just doesn't work for me. So I have other things, but the, but to get to what's really effect to have a truly transformative kind of experience here, you're going to need to find a way to start trusting in your feminine to really let her come out and be seen and be heard and be fully expressed, even if it's only to you for right now, but to allow her to come out and then put your masculine in service to her. That is kind of, (laughs) yeah, I can see it's right in your chest. I've just, it's makes my chest feel tight, even though I agree with what you're saying. It's just so I'm not inclined. No, because you were told when you were seven, that that's going to end your life basically. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So yeah, this, if you're feeling something like that right now, it's because I'm on point and, you know, as much as my ego loves to be right, it's not about that. I mean, I don't really care about I'm like starting to sweat, (laughs) just thinking about like, because in my brain, as you're saying these things, I'm going, okay, what does that mean? What is step one? And then what, and then what, like already just getting right way too analytical and in my head about it and control freakish about it, which is Mm -hmm. just been my whole identity, my whole life has been kind of a bitch on wheels, alpha, um, you know, not here to make friends. I'm here to get shit done. You know, I'm the person you want to call if there's an emergency, I've got it handled, but I never am able to handle the feelings. (laughs) And that's kind of what's been crashing down lately. Yeah. But the, the, the dam is breaking. Mm-hmm. And if you don't allow the dam to break, this gets much harder. Okay. Right. Like you're going to spend a lot of energy trying to keep something together that absolutely needs to be destroyed. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So you can do this. And, and, and here's the thing it most likely, whether you want it to or not, it probably will be destroyed. Mm-hmm. If you do it consciously and intentionally then it's much easier to rebuild. If you do it, if you try and cling on and let it blow itself apart, there's going to be a lot of collateral damage. You know, this is, this is kind of like, if you're going to, if you're going to build a new casino, you got to blow up the old one first kind of thing. But if you just Mm -hmm. strap dynamite to wherever and blow it the crap, it's going to create a lot of problems. You have to be very strategic and intentional about how this thing comes apart. Yeah. Um, because ultimately what's going to happen is you have built a lot of things that are not really built on your truth. And when you, there it is. Yep. And when you make a commitment and, and I know you haven't made any commitments here yet. If you make a commitment, this is kind of my warning and my promise. Um, if you make a commitment to building your life and taking it in a direction of truth, everything that is built on that, which is not true is very likely to come apart. Mm-hmm. It can be very painful. It can be very scary. Um, and this is true of anything, whether it's careers or relationships or family dynamics or just anything, yeah. anything that's not built on truth is likely to collapse. Um, so, 
so go slow, right? You've got to, this, this, you've really got to be gentle with yourself through a process like this, because if you go down this road, you're going to be on a very street, a steep trajectory, and it's going to ultimately lead to very beautiful things. It's going to scare the hell out of you. Yeah. Um, but if it doesn't scare the hell out of you, you're probably not working on the right thing anyway. Totally. Yeah. I mean, everything you're saying, it, it, it definitely resonates. And um, I've had at a couple of different points in my life, one, at one point, I think I was like 25 or 26. I was a few years into my career doing well. I was married at that time. Uh, that wasn't going so well, but I started to feel this overwhelming sense of dread. Um, sorry, This overwhelming sense of dread. And I couldn't really put my finger on what it was that was causing this. And what it boiled down to was this feeling of um, not being my authentic self. Right. And so I thought the way to deal with that at 25 was I got to quit my job. I got to end my marriage. I got to, you know, mm-hmm. make all these like radical life changes and, mm-hmm. and just making the changes was going to solve everything. Mm-hmm. And it, kind of did temporarily. It, it, I gave myself permission to be more of the person I guess I thought I wanted to be, but mm-hmm. then that pattern has sort of repeated right. a couple of more times throughout life. And mm-hmm. now I'm 41, I'm in a long-term relationship. We have two children. Um, you know, there's a lot at stake and it's not so cute anymore to just have a meltdown and be like, you know what, I'm just going to I'm going to just quit my life. I'm going to run away from it. I'm going to change everything. So I know that's not the way, but I feel like I'm kind of still running from the same thing. This thing that you're talking about of not like living in my truth Mm -hmm. is like, I'm really scared to show who she is because I'm scared of her being rejected, I guess. But everything you're saying about like feeling her and letting her out and knowing her and nurturing her and all of that, like, I know that's all there within me, but I've been so fearful of just embracing that and mm-hmm. allowing that process to, to unfold. What, what does she want to say to you right now? Like, go inside, say, tune in. Life is short, girl. Mm-hmm. Life is short. How do you want to live the rest of your life? What do you want to model for your kids? Do they want mom to be a super miserable power broker or do they want mom to be super happy, present, able to emote in a healthy way? Um, So yeah, that's kind of the crossroads that I feel like I'm currently at. What do you want to be for them? I mean, release what they want. What is your truth? See, this is the thing. This is an outer referenced kind of thing. I'm going to box my compass to what my kids want. What is true for you? How do you box your compass to what is true for you? I want to be a mom who is a lot less judgmental than my own mom. I want to be a mom who is a lot more present than my parents were always able to be. Mm -hmm. I want to be a mom who never, ever, ever dims the light of either of my children, no matter what direction they decide to take in life. And I want to be authentic in all of that, that I'm not just doing it for them or just doing it for me. It's just, that's just how it is that I'm living that every single day without fear of rejection, without fear of, 
you know, public opinion or backlash, but just to say, I'd rather, I'd rather be the kind of mom who has a couple of, oh, well, than be a mom who has, you know, a 20 page list of what ifs. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that sounds, I mean, <laughs> sort of more like a bumbling mom, you know, just a little, little flighty, little random, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of case by case in the moment, you know, but I love I'm that. It's more fun. Like mm-hmm. I used to be fun. There were times in my life when I was fun, mm-hmm. but I was also running from a lot and packing all that stuff away in a suitcase. And now the suitcase, I use a lot of metaphors and analogies, obviously now the suitcase is just too heavy for me to keep dragging along. Yeah. You, you've gone as far as you can with this way of showing up in the world. Um, so, and, and it, it can be scary, right? Because, and, and very threatening even to our livelihood, right? Because if you built something on this foundation, this structure, and now it's like, well, that all needs to come apart. Then everything on top of that is going to come apart. Right. So, so you have, you have some beautiful, well-defined and practiced masculine qualities that are going to serve you very well, right? These are not bad things. I want to make sure it's not like you have to abandon all these things. You need yeah. to put it in service to something new, right? If you can mm-hmm. give it a new job, like we're going to reposition, re, um, uh, reallocate those resources into being in service to something that is true for you, you know, so that your feminine can have the space to be flexible, to be creative, to be chaotic. Like I would like as a, as a tool I would offer as a coach, um, do something creative, like go back to that seven-year-old and let her create the thing, the art that she was told to stop doing. And the masculine said, well, like today I'd be like, that's not practical. You're not going to No, it's absolutely practical. And, and I'll just speak to your masculine for a second. This has everything to do with neurobiology and brainwaves. Okay. When you start doing your creativity, that's going to change your brainwaves. You're going to come out of that big gamma thinking brainwave. You're going to come down into like an alpha thinking theta, like it's a lower brainwave. And that's where all the creativity is. It has an effect on your neurochemistry, how your ideas flow. It opens up all the creative centers of your brain. You actually end up becoming a better professional, a better mom, a better whatever by employing these kinds of, uh, by employing these kinds of uh, tools, I'll call them strategies, right? So if the masculine gives you this, there's no point in this, you're never going to make money at it. That's you need to make money right now. It's like, you'll actually make more money by doing this stuff. While it's it's not directly related, it kind of is directly related because yeah. when we boil it down, everything is energy and resource. Um, you know, what I tell people is you may have lost that client at work because you weren't playing the piano or whatever your thing is. Like, and then, and it sounds crazy to the masculine, right? But the feminine gets it. The feminine's like, yeah, because that that puts me into my thing. That puts me into mm-hmm. me. That allows me the connection. That allow like everything comes from that space, right? So, so your opportunity is to start creating space for her in your world regularly, consistently, and this and and it it has to be a priority. Just like like the masculine, you've got to make her a priority. Yeah. Right? So when it comes down to, well, I'm really busy today. I have too much work. That's not okay. She needs what she needs. You got to find a way to show up for her. 
Yeah, it makes so much sense. It's uh, it's just it's funny too. Like obviously, you've picked up on the fact that so much of this is driven by a desire to earn money, to climb the corporate ladder, whatever that looks like. And right. that was really kind of the overarching theme of a lot of my upbringing, not in, not in a super cold and callous way, but it was definitely like this ever present thing of, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Don't waste <laughs> your time on these frivolous pursuits um, definitely never be an entrepreneur. Um, you go find yourself a, a good paying job. You stay there for 30 years, you get your pension, you clock in you clock out. Um, and that was sort of like the, the version of the American dream that was modeled mm-hmm. for me, but didn't seem like either of my parents were exactly living the dream. So right. it just took me 41 years to finally acknowledge that I've always known that that wasn't the road I wanted to take. And mm-hmm. I have to now figure out how to, like you're saying, like, who is this feminine inside of me? I don't know. I would love to get to know her though, because the old mm-hmm. way of doing things has not been serving me lately. Right. So how would you, if, if you were to meet somebody new in your life and you wanted to get to know them, what would you do? probably just start asking open-ended questions about them. I love learning about how people grew up, where they grew up, what their family was like, what they liked to do as a kid. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess I'm always drawn back to like, you know, that kind of being the foundation for who we are as adults. I love to learn what people were like when they were younger. So and how do you, where would you do that? Depending on how well we know one another. Um, well, if it's a new relationship, right? And then okay, okay, yeah. Go to so, lunch or coffee or what do you do? Yeah, coffee, I think, is a good place to start. Coffee, and if the conversation keeps flowing, maybe it's coffee to to brunch, to wine, to, you know, wherever it takes us. But definitely right. face-to-face, definitely in a situation, a scenario where we can, like, both let our guards down and share. Great. Are you open to making a commitment to something like that? Yeah. Great. So when are you going to have coffee with your feminine? (laughs) I mean, it sounds crazy. Look, I talk to myself a lot. I look like a crazy person. I know it. I've seen people look at me when I'm in the store or whatever. um, (laughs) And I'm totally okay with this. Right. And it's, but if you can go and I mean, you don't have to talk, you know, it doesn't have to be audible, but if you can create a date for her to find a spot that she gets, I would encourage you to let her pick the spot. Uh-huh. Like, you've been showing your masculine. So you're, you're kind of like, you know, we're going to like a date here, but like, let her pick, pick the spot. Where do you want to meet? Yeah. Go there in someplace that feels energetically good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and go and spend an hour just like you would with somebody else and get to know this person. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. I love it. I mean, I would love to go to like some dreamy little independent coffee shop with comfy couches and books and music. That's not too loud. Like I, I can't even walk into a Starbucks anymore. That's too right. chaotic for me. Right. But, um, I'm really seeking a lot more tranquility in my life lately and quiet. Okay. <laughs> so it would probably be someplace quiet like that, where I can just take my time, not be in a rush to get any place else. That would be a true luxury. Great. So let's get your masculine involved with this. 
as just, as if it were like another person, like, like, like a personal assistant. Right. And, and like, yeah. hey, I need to create some space for this, <laughs> figure out in my calendar, let's get strategic, figure out how to make this happen. Let's go. Yeah. Right. That's the masculine serving the feminine there. Yeah. Okay. When you put it that way, that makes sense. Like I don't have to abandon all these, um, you know, type of qualities that I get strategic, get focused, you know, figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's important, right. It's important. Hey, I need this meeting. This is important. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Sorry. That just like hit me in an interesting way when you said it's important because in my brain, I'm like, of course, obviously it's important. Why wouldn't that be just as important as any other meeting I set and intend to keep with someone else, <clears throat> you now know, here's, for myself. Right. So to, to really expand on this, because the way the brain works, how we do anything is how we do most things, if not everything. Right. So mm-hmm. when, when we're abandoning parts of ourselves over here, we're abandoning parts of ourselves over there. So it's, imp- so as you get more and more familiar with how you've done this and the strategies that you've used to do this, you start asking that question, where else might I be doing this in my world? Where else might this same pattern, the same template be playing out? Or maybe, you know, retrocasted. And we know where has it played out in the past? Because all of this pattern recognition is going to light up this, this part of your brain that's responsible for pattern recognition. It'll start predicting that you're about to go into these patterns and will we'll create a pattern interrupt. So the more familiar you are with the conditions and circumstances in which you have abandoned yourself, the more likely you are to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, the key here is you cannot judge yourself for this. You cannot be like, I've been so shitty. I'm a bad person or a bad, whatever. Like none of that's just like interesting. Oh, that's, I see where I've done that. Good to know. Right? You got to let yourself off the hook here. Okay. You, you, you absolutely have to, I cannot say this. I cannot emphasize this enough. When you're in judgment of yourself, that is separation. Okay. When you separate yourself through judgment, you lose access to that part of yourself. When you let go of that judgment and you come from a place of compassion and curiosity, that is reconnection. That is integrating that part of you that was separate back in and you become whole again. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. in integrity and wholeness. And that, that is what we need, right? We need you to be whole again. We need all of the parts of you beautifully working together to take you in a whole new direction that is going to give you the experience on this planet that you came here for. Yeah. I mean, I like in my relationship, I know it it would, it would be a huge improvement for myself and my partner for me to learn to let go, not let go, but surrender, not, not, not totally abandon all the masculine stuff, but to allow the feminine to be more present because that's, that's hard for a guy, obviously. I mean, I recognize that I am not easy. And, um, I know that my partner who is tremendously sensitive was raised, um, around basically all women. So, I mean, his feminine is, he's more in touch with his feminine than I am with mine for sure. Right. Right. And that's fine. There's polarity in your relationship, right? Generally, um, you know, David Data talks about this. I really don't like David Data, but he, he talks about this, about polarity in relationships, a masculine and a feminine. If he's in his feminine and you're in your masculine, great, you have polarity. If you're in your feminine, he's in his masculine, great, you have polarity. If you're both in your feminine or both in your masculine, then it, it, there's no polarity there, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, it's mm-hmm. difficult. Um, now, I don't know how 
I haven't really analyzed it. I have a hard time with David Data because I don't like him, but uh, <laughs> just don't like his style. I have a very hard time <laughs> with it. I just think it's gross. Um, so, so the opportunity for you is check in with your body. Like we started, you know, mm -hmm. do those body scans, notice what you're feeling and see if you can soften and relax and surrender, like surrender, receive, create. Those are all very feminine kinds of things, you know, be a yeah. little random, be a little chaotic. I mean, if on a Saturday have no plans, like literally create no plan. Yeah, I know. Look, look <laughs> on your face. Like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> but like structure, nothing like this is, this is a great tool. Okay. It's going to be uncomfortable and weird. And that's the point. Okay. okay. We need to get you a out of your comfort zone and B still within your range. Okay. If you get too far out of range, if you're out of range, it's beyond what, what your system can handle, what, whether that's your physiology or your mental state or whatever, then you're <clears> going to collapse. But somewhere between the edge of your comfort zone and the edge of your range is that where that's where we need you to be. So yeah. if you something here, like this is the strategic thing, plan nothing. And then let her have Saturday, like, I don't know, I'll go over here. I'll go over there. Like be bumbling, yeah. random and whatever, a little chaotic because you do need to, you do need to explore that space with her, you know, and then down the road, you'll figure out how to, how does the masculine serve this? And how do we put that into service to our life, to our family, to our kids, to our goals, to whatever it is. Right. But you have got to do different you know, I have, a, I have a client that I sort of had a come to Jesus meeting with about this. Like, look, nothing changes if nothing changes. Okay. You've got like, we can talk about this all day and it's very academic, <clears throat> but you got to start doing things differently because until yeah. it is reflected back to you in your life, you don't actually know it. You know it academically, but until it's being shown to you through your life's experience, you don't really know it. People say, I know I'm worth it. No, you don't look at your life. It's not being reflected to you. I know I'm worth the relationship yeah. of my dreams. No, you don't. You're not in it. Can I like microdose mushrooms the whole time I'm being chaotic <laughs> and random? No, um, I feel like that would really help. Okay, so let's have that conversation really quick. Invariably, I have I have this conversation about psychedelics. Um, it is that is a great way to get you out of your mind, right? We're talking about like mushroom psilocybin psychedelics. It, it is a great way to disrupt patterns. It's all mental though. This is about divergent thinking. This is about lateral thinking. This is about making connections between things that weren't there before, right? I know a lot about this stuff. Okay. Um, so we don't, we don't need to get you blown out of your mind or something like that. Um, and I don't need you thinking differently. I need you feeling. Like that's, we need you in your body. We need you connected yeah. to that and getting you out of your mind. It'll change your ideas, but there's still ideas. Like there's still thinking going on. So, um, so for you, it's going to be something like, um, you know, getting a massage or, you know, an Epsom yeah. salt bath or a sauna or something that feels good to your body. Yeah. You know, if you like your head scratch or whatever, something that just makes you surrender and, uh, relax into that experience where you just, oh, and yeah. that's what we're looking for is getting you into your body. You just, you've been in your head long enough and, and it served you really well. Um, 
there, there are other ways to do this. I'm a little hesitant to share uh, because I know this is going out. Um, okay, I'll offer it for you and then I'll, <laughs> I'll figure this out later. But what okay. one thing you can do, and this is a little weird, me being a man, and, you know, sharing this with you, like a self-pleasure practice could be very powerful for you. Mm-hmm. So, well, okay. To that point, I will say that this issue of really not ever being able to get out of my head, when you were talking about something like getting a massage, that's very, that's sensual, not necessarily in an erotic way, but it's, you mm-hmm. know, obviously meant to like physically stimulate and mm-hmm. get you in your body and all that stuff. And same thing with like intimacy with my partner mm-hmm. has been a struggle, quite honestly. I mean, nice. it's it's a struggle for me because I will make every excuse in the book as to I've why made. this is on my mind. I can't get in. I, I can't be in the mood when, you know, the kids have been screaming all day and there's no money coming in and da, 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 you know, it's, it's always like one thing or another. And it's been yeah. very difficult for me to kind of compartmentalize like that that physical, sexual, intimate part of my life, that need that is there because I'm a human, but I can't address it. I can't tap into it. I can't enjoy it. Frankly, haven't been able to let let me adjust your framing on this a little bit. If you say, I can't do this, you're carrying it forward. I haven't been able to do this yet. Haven't been able to. Yeah. Right. Okay. So again, strategies, number one, you got to create the space. Yeah. Right now. Because you absolutely can do this, okay? Because all this I can't do it is bullshit, okay? It's just not true. We both know this is not true. And I've been there. Like, I've, I've been that guy. I mean, that, you know, can you imagine being a guy that is, like, not particularly focused on sex? It's like, I'm just in my head, even yeah. terrified it wouldn't work at times, right? Because I'm so right. in my head, which, of right. course, creates that reality. Yeah. Um, and so what, and I, and I heard a great phrase. Um, I don't remember where I heard it, but it was really recent. This man was talking about erectile dysfunction. He says, I call it erectile intelligence. I was like, ooh, say more about that, right? Mm -hmm. Because maybe what's happening is that you're not with the right person or as a man, you're not connected. The conditions aren't right, right? Because I will tell you, we talk a lot, like the conditions aren't right, the the, I'm, I'm up in my head or whatever that like, but I will tell you, masculinity has been under such an attack and we talk about how women need to be romanced and they need presence and they need all these things. Do you think we are all that different? Like we, we have got to be connected to our truth and our masculinity and everything yeah. to be able to perform. And if we're in our heads, if like, so somebody says, you know, something like erectile dysfunction. And if we run it through the lens of erectile intelligence, it doesn't mean you're with the wrong partner necessarily. It means maybe the conditions are wrong. Maybe you're not in your body, but just like if a woman's not ready and, and her body's not ready, dude's having a similar experience. Like that can totally happen. Right. So, yeah. um, so I, I got to get off my soapbox here a little bit. <laughs> Word economy, as you've learned is not my gift. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so creating like, again, let's get strategic. Let's create a date night. Let's get some romance. Let's get some pre- like, and it's, uh, here's the other thing. Cause I mentioned this earlier. You've been very outcomes focused. Yes. You got to let that go. The, because this will this will fuck it up for this kind of thing. If you're focused <laughs> on having a, a, a sexy romantic night, eh, that is not the goal. That is very likely the result of what is it the result that becomes the goal. 
Okay. So, um, and I, I, I've worked with this with, with individuals and with organizations. They say, I want to grow my business 20%. That's not the goal. That's the result of the goal. Mm-hmm. Got to fix my employer retention problems. That's not the problem. That's the result of the problem, right? So for something like this, when we're talking about, okay, the, the goal, very masculine, right? Have a sexy mm-hmm. evening and have a great romantic night and sex is off the charts and, you know, climb the ceilings, whatever. No, that's the result. What is it the result of? It's the result of connection. It's the result of intimacy. It's a result of presence. That becomes the goal. So we need to remove distractions. We need to create space in the calendar, in the house, in the whatever, right? Maybe you need to just get a night at a hotel or whatever. I mean, um, but if you don't, (laughs) what I mean though, I mean, you know, I, my guess would be you'd both like a little romance and a lot of arrows, you know, and sensuality. It doesn't have to be sexuality. It can be sensuality. Right. Right. But, um, but I, I don't see it's not my job to be right. Okay. It's my job to be disruptive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm right a lot and I like it. Uh, right. <laughs> um, but, and that's not my job. My job is to be disruptive because even if I'm wrong and we do something completely disruptive and different, it physiologically changes the way your brain works. It opens the doors to what is right. Mm-hmm. So even when I'm wrong, I'm going to take you in a new direction that is right. So that's, you know, kind of the fun thing about my job. It's, I, I don't have to be right. Um, so disrupt your patterns, create, you know, get your masculine involved, get your feminine driving your masculine saying, I need this. I need time with this new person I'm going to have coffee with. I need time with my husband without noise and distraction where I can get offline and let work go. Right. Get your masculine say like, as, as if it were a woman saying, I need this, right? Like I'm no longer okay with getting table scraps. I want the meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of there's a, a great episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza decides that everything he's done his whole life when he's followed his instincts has pretty much never worked out. So he decides he's going to do the exact opposite. So anytime he has, you know, like a, a knee jerk reaction to something, he stops for a minute and he's like, no, I'm going to do the opposite of that. And he has this like incredible week or whatever of all these doors opening up for him because he, he forced himself to mm-hmm. start doing the opposite, like, um, you know, brushing your teeth with your non-dominant hand right. kind of thing, which feels like a very non-threatening way for me to be like, Ooh, look at me. I'm so risque, you know? And, <laughs> and maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's an appropriate like baby step for me. Mm-hmm. you know, if I'm kind of understanding what you're saying is like to get out of my head, it's like, okay, hear what my head is saying. Mm-hmm. Take a minute, understand that that is likely coming from my masculine and then give my feminine the floor to say, but instead maybe we do this. And then maybe I get a little excitement out of doing that because that's not right. what I normally do. That's not like who I am, you know? So it's right. kind of like, Ooh, look at me. I'm so daring. And, and, you know, maybe that just kind of builds upon itself. Yeah, it, it absolutely will that you may, you bring up a great point. The, the thing about like the brushing your teeth with the other hand or putting on your pants differently or whatever, like tying the other shoe first, whatever it is, Yeah. because remember earlier, I said the, the brain, how you do anything is how you do everything What the, yeah. the brain is super lazy. Okay. It's, it's an energy hog. It's like, I don't know, 8% of your body, but it takes up 25% of your energy or something like that. Um, 
so the it, it it just hogs up a lot of energy and so it is hardwired your body and your brain both are hardwired to conserve as much energy as possible so what the brain does is it creates patterns and templates by which to do things and because of pattern recognition you actually sound like you are a uh, conceptual thinker which is the same as me you have conceptual strategic creative and critical um and you're a conceptual thinker that's why you think and speak in analogies so you make connections between this is like this and that is like that, right? You're like, if this is how this is to this as that is to that, right? Yes. So when you start thinking and speaking in analogies, um, it's because you're that conceptual thinker. So when, um, so your brain is uh, going to be very quick to create these patterns and templates in these areas that of like the brushing teeth or putting the shoes on differently. And it goes, oh, well, here's how this thing over here is like brushing my teeth. And it will start adopting the same patterns, okay? Mm -hmm. Because the brain doesn't want to learn to do something new. It doesn't want to create a new pattern for everything. It wants to use the same pattern as much as possible across the board. So if yeah. you change something in one place, you change it a domino effect everywhere else. This is why mm -hmm. in, in this work, I say it doesn't matter what we work on. It only matters that it means something to you. The more important it is to you, the faster this goes. So um so start with something like that. Brush your teeth with the other hand. That will absolutely get you present in the moment. Yeah. You just cannot be thinking about spreadsheets or, or sales calls or whatever when you're like, I can barely get this in my mouth. Like you petting yeah. like anything offhanded or whatever. Um, you know, if you if there are two ways you can drive to work and you usually go one way, then go the other way, right? I mean, maybe it takes five minutes longer. Who gives a shit, right? I'm smiling because it's like, ooh, that sounds so exciting. Because I'm right, because that's your feminine right there lighting up the chaos, the randomness, the the I don't even know what I'm gonna do, right? Yeah. So you've touched into something here today. And my encouragement, um, and, and what I offer to people is you do not need to do huge, big sweeping changes. That's too hard. And frankly, you're working too hard. You need to do small changes consistently. If you can do something different on the daily, as often as you can, that's how your brain is going to change how it, how it wires, what fires together, wires together, we say. So your brain will start physiologically working differently. And it's going to open up doors to a whole new world. Now I'm going to have that it does, song. It, it, it does feel exciting. Just thinking about, I was like, I right. think like, oh, I'm always such a hard ass about, I need to be in bed by 10, 15 and da, da, da. And then meanwhile, my wheels are turning and I'm laying there awake until 1130. And I thought, oh, what if I try something different? And like, I don't get into bed until I'm tired, you know, or right. I'm at the office right now at my office. And I'm like, Ooh, maybe I will go home a different way, you know? And Let's get crazy, right? right? Like you will, you will figure out what works for you. Like you are this beautiful, fantastic machine that is perfectly designed, even though you think, oh, but this is wrong. Is that is wrong? None of that is true. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing broken, nothing wrong. There is nothing about you that's fucked up. It's all perfectly designed. Your job is to discover how this thing works and what it's designed to do and put it into that service, right? Yeah, totally. It's like, I have to stop um, always looking at decisions and actions in terms of negative consequences. I, I you know, not, not to analyzing like, to the wind. Right? And like I'm going to run are no negative consequences, way. right? There's yeah. they're good and bad. These, these are constructs of the mind. If we like it, it's good. If we don't like it, it's bad. Hamlet for nothing is either good nor bad. Thinking makes it so, right? Yeah. So let go of that. Go slow. 
right? Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Keep that awareness on yourself. Keep an eye on yourself. Notice what's working. Do those body scans. Like you have a, like, we've covered a lot of tools here. Actually, I sort of, sort of drank through the fire hose a little bit. Um, you don't have to do all this stuff. Just take a couple of ones that seem to stick in there and move forward and see how mm -hmm. that goes. Um, I think, I think the coffee thing is a great idea. I think the create some, some real connected, intimate, quiet time with your partner. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever, whatever feels right for you is correct. Yeah, I like that. All right. So here's what I would like. Um, my request is check in with me in, well, it takes about 66 days to create a habit, but why don't you check in with me in maybe three weeks and then another three weeks after that. And okay. let me know how it's going. If you have questions, if you need feedback, if you want support on something, if something comes up, reach out. Okay. It's really important when you start doing this kind of work to get the support you need. This shit is not fun. And you've got to allow yourself. This is not your job to manage my boundaries. Okay. So if you're going to, cause this is what's going to happen. You're going to go, Oh, but that wasn't part of the deal. Or I don't want to bug him or any, whatever. None of that stuff plays. It's my job to manage my boundaries. So if you need something, reach out and we'll get you calibrated. Okay. I'm so appreciative of that, Chris. Like this is this has been very eye-opening, even in like a short period of time. And I appreciate how direct you are and like to the point. And you just kind of got me right off the bat. So well, you allowed it. You you came in very open. You're so honest. Your energy. I mean, it just you really as soon as you opened up, I'm like, up, oh, okay, I see. And then as soon as you started talking, I'm like, okay, there it is. I I've, I've done this once or twice, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, it really is a feeling thing. It's just, I, I, once I feel it, I find it. And, mm -hmm. you know, with your level of vulnerability and trust and openness, um, and just thank you so much. This, this work is really difficult. If somebody's closed, I just won't do it. I, I'm not going to fight you. You know, I'm just not going to fight yeah. to, you know, to do it. So it's just too much work. Um, so thank you. Thank you for showing up. And, uh, and I will look forward to hearing how it goes. And like I said, if you need something, please reach out. All right, will do. And I'll hit you up in about three weeks. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much. Good to see you, Allison. All right, bye-bye. Bye. If you wanna have a live coaching session with me on our podcast and potentially have a transformative experience, just like Allison did, go to statusflow.net and apply to be on the Status Flow podcast. Again, we can make it completely anonymous or we can go just like Allison did and be raw and do it that way. Statusflow.net. We'll see you next time.